0: Hi, this is Masonic Muscle, and this is Cesar Rubio. This is episode number seven. And today I have Ted Parker, past master of Palm Springs Lodge and current master. Ted was born and raised in Palm Springs. He served in the Air Force for 10 years. Thank you for your service. Very welcome. Became a commercial diver and underwater inspector after that. He later moved to Colorado and lived there for 10 years where he began working construction and learned the tools of the trade. Also during that time, he joined Freemasonry. So he's a Colorado Freemason. In 2003 and 2004, he moved back to Palm Springs where he affiliated with Palm Springs Lodge and continued to work in construction. He is a general contractor and serves the Coachella Valley. And to finish that all off, this episode is sponsored by TNT General Contracting. Thank you for that, Ted. My pleasure. My and pleasure. You can reach out to Ted Parker if you need an estimate or anything. Where, Ted? Um, Ted Parker, 93 yahoo.com
1: is my email. I am online. You can find me there. Uh, most people that I get responses from find me online, and I've got to ask, them like, where? They Googled it, and they found me.
0: All right. Let's get into it. All right. Your time in the Air Force was extensive, 10 years. What did you learn from that experience? I went in the Air Force at
1: 17 years old, right out of high school, uh, two weeks into the summer, and I was gone. Um, my experience took me, took me right overseas to Japan. Uh, spent a year and a half there. My first tour, um, learning the ropes, having a good time. I was, I'm, I'm an ammo troop, still an ammo troop um after okinawa we went uh i was stationed over in italy for three years prior that first tour there in okinawa uh that was when i, I was there eighty-two, eighty-three, or middle of 80 so it was a year and a half there in that time there was a korean airline that got shot down over russian airspace the russians shot it down i actually went got deployed for that up we were about uh, 100 miles away from Russia at the time, um, patrolling up there in northern, uh, northern Japan, which was kind of cool. It was fun. It was, uh, you know, Air Force people, we party and send the pilots to
0: the officers to battle. <laughs> nothing else came, come, came of that that wasn't like a, a, an international thing? It just
1: No, no, nothing really happened after that. I mean, there was, a, there was a senator on that plane that got shot down. That's probably why they shot it down. You know politics like I know politics. We know um, I was in the military a while. Anybody that has a, a right mind, they can figure it out for themselves. So we were up there for a couple of months watching the borders, making sure the Russians, hmm. you know, they, they would have their incursions over the border and flying into our airspace, or Japanese airspace. And, you know, our guys would go up and chase them back over to their, their airspace. So it was kind of like a cat and mouse game back and forth. What did you learn from that experience? You know, the, it was the camaraderie with the people you work with. Um, You realize how close you are. You, you live together, you work together, you party together, you have a good time. You know, you, you're always there for each other. Never, never a doubt. No, no one ever doubted it. And the ones that would come over that had the, had that doubt at that time, they soon learned that, you know, there was no doubt. These are my brothers and and we're going to hang and have a good time together.
0: So you talked about where you got stationed at and in what part of the world. Did you get to see other parts of the world? I did. What? I did. I'm After that
1: tour, again, I got stationed over in Italy for three years. Uh, Northern Italy, up in Aviano. Um, from there, I've, I've been to three Oktoberfests on vacation. So you're there for, I was there at a, a four years, over four years, but a three-year period. So the middle of one year to the middle of that fourth year. So I went to... Three Oktoberfests. It was a good time. We had a good time. We jump on a train and, you know, it's what you do. Again, you live together, you work together, uh, you have a good time and you've got each other's back no matter what.
0: Uh, how, I mean, everybody talks about Oktoberfest uh, here, but uh, there's not a lot of people that get the opportunity to be there. I mean, where Oktoberfest started. What was that like? And what was, what was the beer like? Well, the
1: beer, let's start off with that. The beer was just simply amazing. Mm-hmm. You, the, this leader, the big, solid, thick leader glasses, uh, and they're full and they come to you full and you drink, you, you lose count. I mean, you lose count real quick to down 10 of those a night or a day during the, during that each day was not you. You couldn't blink an eye out. I mean, that's what would happen. And I, it was, it was smooth. You never got, that wasted where you didn't know what you were doing. Uh,
0: and all that uh, was it refrigerated? No,
1: no, it was not. Um, it was brought in actually on uh, beer wagons with horses. So they would bring it in, load up their, do their restock. And they, it was room temperature, you know, the average temperature of beer and mm. there's it, it the best beer in the world over there being made over there and having it there. We sp- spent a lot of time in the Hofbrau tent. Uh, how many days did you guys stay there each time? We were there for three days. We did, we did the long weekend, jump on a train, party on the train up, sleep, get there. You put up your tent at the campground and you go and you're there till you leave.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, that's, I mean, that, that's a lot of beer drinkers. That's all of our dreams, I think, to be able to go there and then experience that. And then everybody that I do know that has gone over there says a similar thing that they, for whatever reason, you can just keep drinking more and more and more beer. It doesn't do the same. It doesn't have the same effect that these beers have over here. No, no. I think
1: a lot of that has to do with
0: the energy of the
1: people there and the event itself. Um, you're Before you know it, once everybody gets going to warm up and drinking, they don't want you on the tables they tell you to get down. My first experience when I walked into the tent, uh, we'd met some Italians, uh, some Italian girls on the train on it the, there. And she said, oh, we're gonna go meet my brother, uh, Paulo, so all right, we just hung out with them and went over there, we found him and she introduced us to her brother. And I lo- he, he looked like the biggest guy in the world, but he was not that tall, he, you know, he was in the Alpini army. And uh, he looked and he's like, had a beer in his hand, dancing on top of the table. And he said, come on up. And he grabbed my hand and he picked me up and put me on the table. <laughs> and away we went and you dance on the tables all night long and get kicked off and you get back up and start dancing on the tables again and drinking more beer.
0: How did this, this traveling, you know, thanks to the military, how did this traveling change your, or maybe shape your perception of the world that we live in? Um, As
1: Civilians, I guess, you know, you look at the the people, the population, not you leave the government and the politicians and those people out of it. The people in every country that I've been in have been great people. They're very grateful, they're very generous, they open their door to you. Um they're they will they really welcome you in with open arms and an open heart. Um, you know, the government says something stupid. And they'll like no 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 that's not us that's not us that's that was our government like us you over know, here just just like us <laughs> over here it's so they're like, the same exactly
0: so it is true huh? people are the same wherever you go
1: yeah yeah there, there's a lot of great people out there and and mm. everybody loved Americans oh. you know they just they loved the good life and loved the camaraderie with each other you know between the countries
0: you said you were in Italy for
1: three years yes how was the wine perfect I. Before I got there, I swore off wine because I had a bad experience before I left Okinawa.
0: Okay. <laughs> dumb, dumb
1: teenager, you know, let's play a dumb drinking game with, with wine. Mm. Um, after a gallon of wine, I, that didn't go very well. <laughs> so, so, uh, I swore off wine, but that lasted about a month, not even a month when I got to Italy and I started drinking the wine and I'm like, that was again, some of the best wine in the world. The, uh, the table wine over there was a quarter for a liter bottle of table wine.
0: Well, how good was that wine?
1: That wine was as good as a $25, $50 bottle of wine over here. And, and even in some cases, even better. And it was, it was a quarter.
0: And and they would keep bringing it, and they would nonstop. They, were you guys in uniform, or did they know you were military? Is that yeah, they knew we were
1: We We were were. They knew military. They they loved us here, they, and they loved the fact that we liked to drink. Americans, One of my Italian friend, Paulo, he would tell me, you know, you Americans, you drink a lot you just drink and you get drunk. You know, we just drink for socializing over here in Europe. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's about
0: right. Yeah. And then we proceeded to drink more. <laughs> so that's pretty cool that you were able to get stationed in, in Japan in Italy. You got to go to Germany. Is there any other place you went during that time? I mean, if you went to Germany, you got on a train, you said, and you went to yeah. go to Oktoberfest. I mean, yeah. did, you, did you visit any other we, spot?
1: We passed through the country's, uh, how was it? It was, well, it was dark. We oh. were drinking on the, we were drinking on the train okay. and we, and we okay. were sleeping. So, <laughs> and it was just a party and the train was packed. The, uh, the sleeper cars were packed. People were sleeping in the hallways in the little alley, you know, the little hallway that
0: runs along right. the train and, and cause everybody's <laughs> yeah. going to Oktoberfest. So. <laughs> yeah. Saving your energy or getting yeah. ready. Yeah. Just to get there. huh? Just, yeah. 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 Okay.
1: All and right. And uh, after we went on a couple of TDYs out of uh, Italy, a few places, nothing. I stopped in Spain for a couple of days and got stuck there. Um, there's a, a C-130 that crashed over there during that time. Uh, my brother ended up going over there. He was he was stationed with me, and he they went TDY for that. So, so you they, and your think, brother were in the yeah. military, in the yeah. Air Force? Yeah. Yeah? How old is your brother? He is four, five years older than me. I think oh, he okay. Just, I think he just turned, yeah, four years older than me.
0: Okay. So he's, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that Uh, all this time. Yeah. I know. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, So he went down, they had to go pick up bodies, you know, the plane wrecked. there was people on the plane and they had to go pick up bodies. Um, And it was just one of those military details. You do uh, not pleasant, but you do it, you know, you don't think nothing of it.
0: And you make sure, you know, the ramp, everybody gets taken home. When you got back uh, from the military, did you have a plan like for your life? Did, did you say that in your mind you had been thinking about it or, well, you, you know, you, you did have something, uh, you, you know, a plan because you come out of the military and you come out from the structure, right? That You know what time to wake up, you know, PT and all this. You, you have a mission. You have a task. Did that carry over? Did you have a plan when you came back? I did not. I got the 10-year mark hit
1: and... I was stationed in back in Okinawa again at that time. And it was just time to get out of the service. The military was, it changed. The military changed that quick with the people coming in. And and what, what year was this? What year? It, was, uh, it was in 82 to 92.
0: So, 92, you're getting ready to leave. Yeah. Um, you're back in Okinawa now.
1: I went to, I was in Desert Storm. You were? When, in 91. I got recalled. You were there? Yeah. I was uh, on vacation here before it hit. And then I got recalled and flew back. And uh, we were went to Diego Garcia for our squadron got deployed over there. And we were, we had a Okinawa had a large uh, ammo base for the air force. And we were, we, we did resupplies support and, and uh, independent packages for uh, the military anywhere pilot for planes, whatever we, we resupplied. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: cheers, cheers. Um, That, independent package that we took off and we flew to Diego Garcia in the Indian ocean. It's just a little tiny horseshoe in the Indian ocean is basically what it is. That's where the first B-52s took off to do the bombing runs over in Iraq. So the squadron that was there, we were, they were, they were already there for six months and those guys were ready to come home. So we get there, we spent three weeks there and their senior master sergeant, did not he's like no no you guys yeah, no we're gonna stay here we're gonna keep we'll stay here longer his troops were pissed they mm. were madder than hell all they were there for six months from the states they wanted to go home they, they wanted to go, go back home. with their spouses they yeah. wanted to go, go see their kids you know they were gone for six months already mm. and they were ready to go home their senior master sergeant saying, no no we're gonna stay we're gonna stay you guys don't have to do anything so what did we do we uh drank a lot and partied uh, <laughs> It was uh it was uh it was
0: protecting our country. Uh, protecting our country. Thank I'll you, thank you, you for your service.
1: <laughs> so well, they did they said they didn't need us, so uh, oh, all right, we're gonna go fishing. So uh that's that a good story in that. Uh one of the guys with us, my buddy Greg, he uh deep sea fisher, uh, had a cap, he was a cap, had a boat over in Okinawa, so we he was on the pier fishing with his one of his deep sea reels, and he pulls in a shark, a six foot shark. So our senior master sergeant comes. Flying back in a deuce and a half to the base. Greg's got a shark on the line. He's got a shark on the line. Everybody come on. Everybody's grabbed your beer. Me and there's a truck. Everybody jumps in the back of the truck. Me and two guys jump on the back of the truck. One of them slips. He's being dragged down to the beach, back down to the pier. So we're just hanging on the back of the truck. We get there and Greg's reeling in this shark, right? So uh he gets it up and he gets it over the shore. And it's just rocks, it's just six foot drop down into the, down some real sharp rocks down into the water. Mm. No beach. Uh, my buddy Dario, my dive partner at the time that we I used to go diving with, he's uh, he looks at me and he's like, Ted, come on, let's go down there and get it. You're right. Cause there was no way to get it on the beach. And I'm like, all right. So we climbed down the rocks. Our senior master sergeant finds us four by four up on the beach where we everybody's standing. So Dario and I are standing by the shark that's kind of worn out from the fight but we look at each other and he's like okay let's grab it and let's throw it up there to those guys so we grab it and we throw it up there to those guys so we <laughs> throw this six foot shark up on the beach up to the where, where they're standing and the our senior master sergeant uh he grabs he's got the four by four and he starts beating the shark in the head with it so that was uh the experience there it was he was uh, okay well our senior master sergeant <laughs> likes to party with his troops um he's one of the guys good thing the guys that were stationed there he was a hawaiian guy he was one of the chefs from the other squadron
0: He's yeah. like, yeah someone
1: had he got word and he's like yeah bring it over here and uh we'll fillet it up we'll have a luau and a barbecue yeah. so the next night he he saw it, he marinated it and he cooked it up and we all had a good party that uh, the next night so it was, one, it was fun <laughs>
0: Where do you think masonry is going today and into the future? What's that look like and how does it survive?
1: Masonry today and what it looks like. Um, you know, as I know it, because we've been, been working at this together for a long time for going on 20 years now, both of us. Um, it's definitely, it seems like it changes you know, faster than we can bat an eye. You know, every th- three to five years, it changes. It's, it's re- evolving and revolving. Um, I think in the beginning, there was a need. We got to the end of that cycle of World War II uh, people in masonry where it was explosive and then it was just dwindling down. When we came in, they were looking for people um, and then it still kept dwindling down cause they couldn't get people to stay, but I don't, I don't believe that they were, uh, there was, they were giving no quality. There was nothing there for them that they were giving to the guys or the the people coming
0: in during world war II. You're talking about, or when, after, or after, when you, and after?
1: I, when you and I got in,
0: oh, so you're talking about now 2000, Yeah, we're talking uh, 2000, 2000. I, I got in 2000.
1: I think I came in right before you did. I joined right before you okay. did
0: okay uh, so but it was right Not, in that. okay i get it okay you know they were
1: they wanted guys to come in they wanted people to come because lodges were losing by, by attrition you know people were dying off they were getting older and that's just the way it was they they couldn't make it to lodge so lodges were emptying, emptying out mm-hmm. um with with that going on it was kind of exciting at the time when i joined i was uh accepted it was ancient free and accepted over in colorado over here we're here where f and a.m um, it's similar. It's not much different. There's a little bit of difference, but I don't think it's that, that much of a difference. We're supposed to be doing something more, I think, you know, more uh, with the uh, accepted being, being accepted more, okay. not just ancient, not the ancient style, but more into the modern age, but it wasn't here. There was no, nothing to grasp a hold of the camaraderie or the friendships, the, the brotherhood's there from the older guys, but the new guys coming in, the older guys didn't like the newer, the new guy, the younger guys, the younger generations. So ways.
0: Uh, are you saying that, that uh, we, we began to lose our ways or, or there's no fellowship? The the fellowship, the
1: fellowships there and we didn't lose our way. They were new ways. The older generation didn't like the newer ways because we've always done it that way. Mm. And I've been a part of that. I've, I've, I've said that before. We, we've always done it this way. Why, why should we change if it's always worked? well, it doesn't always work. It's worked at a time. We have to evolve. If we don't evolve ourselves, we're going to miss out. We're going to miss the boat. That's all there is to it. We're going to be the curmudgeons of the lodge and that's just the way it's going to go. You so know? so
0: we got to keep evolving. We got to keep uh, not evolving to the detriment of the fraternity, but evolving to keep up with the times, but also to hold on to traditions, right? I mean, there's certain traditions that are worth holding on to. That's, what Freemasonry is all about. Freemasonry is over 300 years that we know of. It's probably older. It's, it's yeah, I, I definitely agree with yeah, that. it's it, definitely older than that. Yeah, it's it's, and that's a whole other topic, right? So uh, that's interesting that you say, you know, that uh, there was nothing here for us in 2000 when we joined. Uh, the older generation, they were getting tired. They didn't have the energy, right? They didn't have yeah. the energy to to continue. What they were doing when they came in, but in world after World War II, when they came back, and all of a sudden all these lodges got full. I mean, everybody wanted to be a Freemason, but there was a there was a definite negative to that, because as we've said time and time again over the years, Freemasonry isn't for everybody. Or just like our you know one of our past masters, uh, Bill Sullivan, you know, with his yeah. big old deep voice. I wish he was <laughs> here right now. You know, Freemasonry isn't for the masses. And that always stuck with me because that's true.
1: Yeah, it is. It is true. It is not for the masses.
0: It's not for everybody. It, it can be for everybody. But for those few who it is for, there has to be something of value, right? There has to yeah. be something worth coming to whenever called upon, whether like for us, it's every Tuesday, but it doesn't have to be. But if we call them once or twice a month, there has to be something worth coming to, right? What is that something?
1: You, you mentioned the value. So the, the sense of value, if we don't evolve from, we have we have to evolve and understand the values of today's society and what's going forward and what's going to happen in the future. Like, you know, not to go off subject, but we have currency, like we looked at the fiat currencies in the world and, and the dollar bill and, right. and those type of things. Right. Well, there's digital currencies now or digital assets, right? Well, guess what? The world's changing. And if you're not on board with anything, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to take a get a little bit of understanding and some knowledge about it. And then you have to pass that forward to the new, gen. you know, you, you've got to adapt yourself to that so you can train the new generations because they know that they don't know the dollar bill. They know the
0: digital. They don't know the paper. So building on that. <clears throat> It, even even that digital currency is built on ancient knowledge of what money is and what it isn't. The value it doesn't have value, and, and Freemasonry is fluctuating between some foundational principles. Right, fellowship, uh, being a, a member, a part of something, of an organization that does provide value time and time again. But that is a ref- that is that would be a reflection of the membership and the leadership there providing this this direction and being up on times and then being able to to relay that to the underlings right because in freemasonry there's a structure there's a definite hierarchy nobody denies that but it's not being you know filtered down it's, it just it just is and then every every law is just like every man for himself There is not a consistent. No,
1: no, there's not. There's there's no consistency. Uh, It seems like it's, I mean, there's a little bit, but not not, nothing worth value that, you know, there it's a struggle. It's, yeah, there's no continuity, right? Yeah. Okay. It becomes a struggle for the new guys coming in and and they don't know, but it's not so much a struggle for the new guys coming in. I guess it's a struggle for the older guys being able to try to adapt and not understand. And that becomes, like what we have started in, the, in our lodge and what we've started in the past, um, it's, shit, it's been almost 10 years now that we started this. We had those meetings. We would come to my house or yeah. we would go meet someplace and we would have a structured
0: uh, agenda. Agenda, yeah. yeah.
1: We, there was a, somebody spearheading the, the, uh, the conversation with a topic. Right. And we would have hors d'oeuvres or, or drinks. And when it came to dinner, there was always two people to keep everything in check to make sure we stayed on track and it would evolve from there. And those were the best conversations that I've ever had in masonry was that you're right. Yeah, you're right. These other things that we go through, not being able to understand this new generation. And again, the world today of what's happening. Well, guess what? It's not, it's nothing that we've been a part of. And we, do we understand it? I would say no, because where our minds aren't geared that way, but we have we have to learn to understand it.
0: So holding on to that thought, Ted, <clears throat> because I think a lot of people are having this conversation, just like we are right now. Getting back to lodge, right? This pandemic got shut down. Nobody can go here. Nobody can go there. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Uh, we feel like you know we're we're being lied to. You know, virus of unknown origins. But now all of a sudden getting back to lodge it means a lot of things to different people what do you think will happen when we get back to lodge having said what you just said i think what's going to happen in the in the near future
1: it's going to be it's going to be tough because people got so used to staying at home and hiding out and being sheltered down well mm-hmm. i don't need, really need to go to lodge i've got you know, I can go on Zoom or I can, we can do those type of things, those video conferences. And and those are all great avenues, but we lose touch with the personal communication and face-to-face, eye contact, facial expressions. Um, even if somebody's mad at us, where's the argument? I can't see your argument. I can read a text and I can get mad at your text message. Doesn't? I don't know how really how you felt about a text message or what you were trying to, convey apparently because it's just blank words you know or just words so i think there's going to be a struggle people's the older guys are going to be like well i don't really need to do this and some of the younger guys are in the middle maybe the middle range like uh, you know i'm going to go out and have some fun and do something i don't need to go to lodge tonight it's going to be there's going to be less and less of it it's so some lodges are
0: going to fail they're not going to it's not going to happen and uh, that's where the leadership comes in, right? If, if a lodge was already struggling, this is going to give them even greater struggles now. And if, the, if that lodge didn't have strong leadership, they're going to flounder. And they're going to flounder even worse than what they were before because they didn't have a continuity. They didn't have a, uh, a, a, line, a direction. They didn't have a plan. There was There uh, was no they, plan. Well, there was no plan, right? So... This, this is a challenge for all of us, not just in Freemasonry, this is all over the place. I mean, and if you listen to Jocko Willink when all this thing first started and they asked him, he, he, he put it uh, very succinctly. He said, the people and the organizations that accepted things for what they were immediately or as quick as they could we're the ones that began to move forward. So that means that, hey, okay, they're telling us this, they're lying, whatever, but I got a business to run. I got to keep things going. So I got to make adjustments and I got to keep going. And it seems like a lot of Grand Lodges didn't do that. Right? So what, what, they, is, they, what, they is, your, what is your, uh, you know... Uh,
1: you know, I, I, I don't want to speak for... Grand Lodge officers. There's a lot of masons out there. And there's a lot of great guys. I mean, I was in the military for 10 years. I've got a lot of great brothers, but there was a lot of assholes too. There was a lot of idiots. You're like, you know, this is the new military. You and I are never going to get along because. Already in the eighties,
0: already in the the mid eighties.
1: And and throughout the eighties, there was guys. Wow. You you had that core group.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I know where, I know what your past was and you worked in the prison. There's You, I know you had some issues with some of the, some of the guys you worked with, same thing. It's like, yeah, I got to be able to trust you. I want to be able to, I'm we're going to live together. We're going to work together and we're going to party together and we're going to get up in the morning, whether we had 10 hours of sleep or, or or one one, one hour of sleep, it doesn't (laughs) matter. We're going to get up and we're going to do what we got to do. If we got to work all night work 16 hour shifts, which I've done before when I was in Saudi Arabia uh, during the Gulf War. We worked 16-hour days. So so going
0: back to Grand Lodge, though, and this happened. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So Grand, I, I, you know, okay,
0: with, with, you know,
1: yeah, 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 you, you, you have that camaraderie or, you know, we'll get back to camaraderie. um, So there's
0: no trust is what you're saying.
1: There's no transparency. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, there's no transparency. Fair enough. I would. Wouldn't you rather have your boss come to you? I would rather my boss. If your boss came you say, Hey, this is what I need you to do. This is what's going on. Okay. I trust you to make the right decision. And here's what we need to happen. I don't care where here's a here's B. We need to get to D or we need to get to E. I don't know C and D. I don't care what happens in there, but I'm letting you know, we're here. We need to get to here now. I trust you because you're in charge. You are in charge of your guys. And I do trust you just like in the military. We, you have to trust our guys to do the job.
0: Not- so, so tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth.
1: Just be honest. At least you'll know where everybody stands. Hey, I disagree. I agree, yeah. but you told me the truth. Well, guess what? I'm going to follow yeah. my orders. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to so, make sure yeah. what's the best. Maybe I, maybe I have a suggestion, maybe you, and maybe these other Uh, even EAs and fellow crafts out there in the field, you know, maybe they've got an idea that they can tell their lodges and the master masons and the master masons can, Hey, what about this? This was a really good idea. Why can't we, let me, let me take it up the line, the chain of command and, and go that route and see what happens.
0: Yeah. So by by being honest, by, by like what you're saying and how you're saying it by being honest, it would have, it would have given us the opportunity to get pissed off and all of that, that we were going to get. But then we, we can immediately regroup and say, okay, exactly.
1: now I know what to do. There, there it is right there. Now it, I know what to do. It's like we regroup and it's like, yeah. we don't have to continually be pissed off or be upset or be, yeah. Oh God, damn, 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 damn. Yeah. What's, oh, what's, 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 going going what's, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. We don't, we can stop that and we can move forward as a team, as a unit, as a, a functioning society, basically, because we are a society. So Everybody needs to know they, they need to know to an extent. Do they need to know the, some of the intricacies, some of the smaller things and finer points? Probably not, no, but no. they need to know can we have an overall picture? An overall picture is always nice. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my bosses always told me, he's like you're not seeing the big picture. We only get a small picture. Yep. you're not seeing the big picture. Yep. And I'm like, well, then tell me the big picture. Well, give me
0: the big picture. what picture. is it?
1: Yeah. I don't care what it is. <laughs> if if I have to go do something that I'm not supposed to do. Uh, maybe it's a bad thing that I, no one should ever know about. Okay, but let me make that choice. Let me let me understand it. You know our grandmaster. You know, and he, he's a great guy. I mean, he's been in masonry a while, obviously, but he uh he wants to he wants the brothers to get together. He's he's tried to plan an event for for us down here in the Southern California. Um, to get together and have a barbecue in Murrieta right? over Murrieta. Yeah. Is it, it, did it already pass or it, it's, it's gone? I think, I think it's passed what, already. Is it. that?
0: Um, yeah, I think you're right, but go I, ahead. I think, yeah, I ahead. think it's going to okay. He had to
1: reschedule because of this whole freaking pandemic deal going on right now. Okay. Which, you know, we all know we, the world knows. So, and it was a good, it was a good idea. And at first when I, when I heard about it, I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. If you got a gripe, bitch, hey. Go to the grandmaster you got a problem go talk to him let him have it unload unload both barrels at him
0: hmm.
1: and then after a while then he postponed it and this and that and blah 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 i'm like you know screw that i'm not gonna go i'm like i'm you know i was gonna go and i thought it was a great idea and i'm like you know it's not I, as much as i want to i was that there's that much i don't want to go
0: so that that brings me up to uh, another question in Freemasonry, there is a chain of command. We know that. We, we, as soon as we join and as soon as we start learning about Freemasonry and where everybody sits and why and this and that, we, we understand chain of command. Explain what that means to you and how we can use it to give us strength. Um, chain of command. So
1: that's a, that's kind of, for me, It's, it's there's a... I know, I know chain of command because of,
0: yeah, in the chain of command, I mean, you came from the military, so you understand chain of command. I do. Okay. So, and and chain of command and faith. So when you're
1: like in, in the military, the, the underlings or the, the enlisted, the even the officer in the air force it was the officers and the the enlisted in the army it's the grunt or the the you got the ground pounders you got the grunts you got the marines you got these people that just you know the seamen in the air in the navy guess what we're we're, we're, we all have a job we all have a job to do we're just we're just enlisted people okay in the air force we send the officers to battle the other and same, same with the navy we send the officers into battle uh, along with the enlisted on the ships and the Air Force, well, okay. we go there and we do support and we bring in packages and we bring in shit tons of ammo. We bring in bombs, missiles, you name it. We got it. We load it in. We're ready to go wherever you want to go in the world. So, the, the chain of command is—it's uh, a different meaning for me for military people. And as you know, in your career that you were in-, in There was a in, chain of command. There's a chain of command. Yes. And it doesn't matter what it is. The guy on the top gets his orders and it gets passed down. And it's up to our bosses and his bosses and their bosses to be able to uh, explain that to us and what we're doing. Okay. As an ammo troop, we knew what our job was. We had a wartime job. It was set in stone. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, that, that part of the chain of command was set. I don't think in the civilian world, the chain of command, I, I, I think there's very little meaning to that chain of command.
0: So in Freemasonry, we, I think, I think in Freemasonry,
1: they, because you have a mix of people one time, you had the veterans from world, mm-hmm. the military and veterans from world war II. they all knew a chain of command. They can follow orders. They went explicitly follow orders. Faithfully, they would follow those orders. <clears throat> right, wrong, or indifferent, it didn't matter. We have to do this to accomplish this goal for the better of humanity, the better of societies, the better of the world, the better of what's going on today. Um, in Masonry, we, you know, we, we pose ourselves as like we're leaders. You know, We want to be the leaders of tomorrow. We, we are. We, we are the leaders, but where's the leadership? We can say we're a leader, but are we? So there, 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 I I see the look on your face now. And it's like, there's, there's something different. It's like, okay, I have to, I have to follow as an enlisted guy. I have to follow and I will, I, I will do my diligence and follow faithfully my command. This is what I'm given to do. I swore an oath to follow these orders and to protect
0: my country. There comes a point though, when you, when you've been in the game long enough, you, you begin to question some of those commands. Not all of them and not constantly, but some of them because of your experience of how long you've been there and this, these types of situations that we are confronted with tests everybody's temperance, fortitude, prudence, and justice. And what we weren't getting was truth. Yeah. One correct. of the principal tenants, right? And without that truth, without that little, little element, we could not we, we could not uh they, they it's almost as if they weren't allowing us to move forward because every lodge is autonomous up to a certain point. We have our leadership we we uh nominate and elect our leadership every year, but all of a sudden the the you know the uh, Grand Lodge is telling us no, we will decide for you now you, you, know, you decide for you, but we will decide for you now I think in the past um that
1: that's a good point you brought up um in the past it was our grand law our grand master in the grand lodge they they were they they brought that up it's like no what did what did your master say yeah if something went on and yeah, someone yeah. had a complaint what did your master say yeah okay
0: they want to stay out of it and they were yeah. like
1: well, yeah. we don't want any part of that deal so with mean, it he's the master lodge deal with it you If you can't it. deal with it okay so what i'm i'm trust the master of that lodge to do his job guess what my inspector you know his his chain of command he knows he will the grand master will ask the next guy in line on down the line so how is this master of this lodge this this is the complaint i got he knows before the complaint even gets there what it is because it's already been brought up it's just been addressed through that chain of command so when it gets to the grand master he's going to be like what did did your master say
0: yeah Uh, or your three principal or your three principal
1: what what happened yeah okay Uh, that's the way it is no questions asked yeah you're
0: in charge i trust your Uh, as long as no masonic uh uh, your masonic code wasn't violated, anything or your bylaws correct what it is and and that's the
1: way it should be that's the way it was meant to be you're an overseer of what's going on i think okay you know we're all we're all overseers of something we have to over like i have to oversee my lodge we are given that charge to oversee a lodge. You know, the inspector is given a charge to oversee a group of lodges and so forth on up the line. And the grandmaster, yeah. he oversees of his, his everybody, district, everybody, yeah. uh, the, the, the they, whole uh, state,
0: the whole state, the and, whole state. And that's just the way it is. And that's okay. So, switching up gears here, switching up uh, this podcast. It's called Masonic muscle, right? And that's interesting. You know, I got I've got a lot of uh, uh, really good uh, uh, reactions from that. Like, oh, that's cool, you know? And it's called that for a variety of reasons. Uh, one of them being the obvious physical exercise, Masonic muscle. How do you stay fit and build your Masonic muscle at this time? You know, it's the past past two years i'm going to say it's two
1: years because this this pandemic's been going on for two years and mm-hmm. it's, it's been tough and we all know that's it been tough for everybody it doesn't matter if you go to the gym or any kind of physical exercises that you do for your health wise it has been tough regardless because there's a constant there's something always on your mind of to try to how do i deal with this how do i deal how do i deal so for myself um you know, it, it it was bad. It was bad for the first first year. Easy. I uh, no no qualms about it. It was bad. It, it sucked. It it sucked. I had a tough time. Did I did I open up to anybody? No, I didn't. You know, did I reach out? to- I did. <laughs> you know, I let everybody have it. Yeah, I, you know, you had, I, I remember. I know, I, was there. I, know.
0: Where's the I know.
1: So I let you yeah, have it. I let but, but you want to know something? I knew the issues you were going through and people, some of the brothers, younger brothers came to me and they were mad at you for whatever. And I'm like, you want to know something? You don't know what he's going through
0: when he's ready to talk and ready to, ready to communicate. He will. But the question but was, okay. but the question was, how, how do you stay fit? and build your masonic muscle that's the question how do i stay fit? this wasn't about me i know <laughs> i you. know
1: right but it's yeah and then that's that, about you the part of it uh staying fit with the masonic muscle
0: it doesn't you matter know, you, you know it doesn't you, matter you get up early you you go to work you 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 know you exercise your your the biggest muscle we have our brain right that, how did you you know stay you know, fit you, and build your masonic muscle during that time you know i had to meditate I didn't meditate a lot. I meditated. I didn't meditate. I
1: I should have meditated more, but guess what? I did meditate and it helped. It was those little things and it was a struggle. Every time it was a struggle, I got up in the morning. Oh shit. What's going to happen today? What's going to happen today? You know, am I going to make it? How do I support my family?
0: And these are the things I think all of us were going through this you're You're not alone in that respect. And as we, I, I don't have uh, cable, I don't have television, but you know, you have YouTube. So you get glimpses of what was going on. And as this thing progressed starting last year a- and you began to get the feeling more and more this sinking feeling that we weren't being given the whole truth, it was harder and harder to, you know, to gain that focus. Right. So you're talking about hey, you know, I had, to, I knew I needed to meditate more. Yes, and, and I wasn't. And in, in masonry, we 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 are told to contemplate. In masonry, we're we're asked to do a lot of things: temperance, fortitude, prudence, and justice, uh, brotherly love, relief, and truth. I mean, there's all kinds of things, and, and all that was out the window all of a sudden. So now you're talking about you, and you're like, I don't know
1: what I relied on at that time was my military experiences and my military, my military focus. So that helps with your Masonic muscle. it, It did. It, it helped me greatly because I'm very independent. I don't need a whole bunch of people around me. I know who my friends are. I know those people that have my back continuously. I know that if they called right now, I would be there for them. If they were in trouble and dire need, I would jump in my truck and take off. No questions asked. That's just the way it is. So that's what I, I relied on my military, my, 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 military training and
0: how I was kind of, I was raised, I was raised in the sixties and seventies. So that's kind of like, uh, what we were taught when I was working for the, uh, California department of corrections and every year we got trained and it was five days of, of training. And one of those uh, throughout the whole week, the so five days we kept being told that when things pop off that's the terminology what we use, right? but you know, riot or a fight or anything that we would revert to our lowest level of training, meaning that we've done this so much that even, even if it went off over here and you were tired or whatever, something would click, and we would go we would fall back into that level of training, and we would just begin to do what we were trained. There was, was your basic It was your basic training. The basics, it's very basic, yeah. basic, yeah. you
1: know, every human has it. Everybody has yeah. it. When I got out of the service, yeah. it was, I did not like civilians. I could not stand civilians because they had no order. There was no order to what they did. There was no order to, why do you get up late? Why are you late for work? Why are you not trying your best to make this? I'm, a, I'm in construction. I've watched people build bad houses and I'm like, how can you do that? There's no way you, you you have to build it. Right. You know, you have a plan and you're just trying to cut corners and and that's all you did. You didn't care. You just didn't care. You have to care at some point. So you have to rely on those basic, those basic things and do things right. You know, what's right. We all know what's right. You can't deny that. Even the bad guys know what's right. That, you know, and should I throw a senator's name out there? go, one, ahead. Uh, go ahead. You know, old Nanny Pelosi. Okay. you know, San Francisco, look at that city. That is her city that she's supposed to command. That's her district. That city is turned into a septic tank. Mm. So, how does this woman, one of the most powerful women in the world, okay, how does this one woman command that power when the when the district she commands? or represents is a septic tank, is a cesspool. How is it, it, she's let it go downhill, she doesn't care. That's when my perception of this is like, well, she doesn't care. She, she, she could care less about those people's lives. So you know, my military training and, and being in masonry, masonry and military run hand in hand. I'm sorry, they do run hand in hand. And that's why so many military people joined in World War II and after World War II. And that's why there, there's a lot of military people now that are in masonry, whether they're on conservative or liberal, doesn't matter, or Democrat, Republican, hmm. but they have a value and they all understand that value. I know with what's going on, these the same values, they don't appreciate the, the people in power. They don't appreciate them and they're of that same party, you know, and how do we fix it? We don't. Well, we've got to start someplace and they're figuring it out now they're seeing it. So guess what? Back to masonry here, you know, and chain of command. Let's, let's get some transparency with us with grand lodge. We, we know what's going on. We're not stupid. We are not stupid people. We know what goes on in every state. We have friends. Uh, we make friends around the world. We have brothers around the world, regardless of what we do inadvertently. We, we have brother masons around the world. My grandfather, uh, my grandfather never left this country. He was a 50 year plus Mason. He, uh, he told me one time he uh, pulled into, a, it was late at night. They were traveling in their RV and, you know and they needed to stop, it, it was late and uh, checking into the hotel, he said every place was full but he went into just to check to you know he walked up to the desk and asked and the guy's like, well, you know, I'm sorry, sir. We're all full. And my grandfather, you know, put up his hand and he kind of spun the ring on his finger. And he's like, I noticed that ring on your finger while he was spinning his. The man looked up at him and he said, hold on just a minute. Picked up the phone, made a phone call. He said, I've got a brother so-and-so is on his way down right now. And you can stay a night at his house. You can, you can stay with him for a day or two, whatever you need. And don't worry about it. You know, you're good brother. So that, that was conveyed at that point when in a, it's either sleep in the car or get my find some place for my wife and I, my to be my grandmother, you know, and guess what that I'm not saying that that was a benefit, but it was a benefit. It was, it was just something Call that, it
0: for what it is. It is,
1: it is what it is. It's like, guess what? You know, cause I would do the same for another brother. I would do the same for my military brothers. I would do the same for you. I said, Ted, I need some help. Can, can we stay at your, can, We need a place to stay. And you have, and you have that, that goes without saying. So. That's how we have to be transparent. We have to be open with each other. We have to understand we are, we are not stupid people.
0: We are very smart. So again, switching gears, what are your goals for the next three, five, and seven years for your business, personal, and health? Okay, so that's a good question. I like that one. I like, I, again, I've told you this
1: before the interview. I love your questions. These are, they made me really think Caesar. They made me really think, all Good. Right. you know, and, Good. and I'm like, you know, sometimes I get angry at you and I'm like, huh, her Caesar. Oh, I got to challenge you. And like, I got to challenge you, know, you. you. You're my secretary right now in lodge. you <laughs> know, like, I'm like, and you got mad at me. I know you've been mad at me. You've been pissed off at me. And like, are we are like, all right, we, but we have common ground. We know each other. We've been in the, been in the mix for a long time. Right. Yes, sir. So we have, have? we've, we've been, we've, we've been brothers in arms. We've been through some shit brothers in arms, you know? Yeah. Well, we are, we've uh, not, not just once, but multiple times, times. times. multiple times, many times.
0: So, uh, what was that question again? The question was Ted Parker,
1: uh, what are your
0: goals for the next three, five and seven years for your business personal and health all right I'm back to okay here go. so you know i'm
1: 57 i'm turning 57 this year i do know that so uh i've never really celebrated a birthday and don't really you know it's just kind of the way it was i was always a quiet military guy you know i'm good in the backgrounds so um but i'm turning 57 this year and my experiences over this past year two years have taught me a lot okay this this the past two years have taught me a lot but the past five seven years with uh sonia my wife she's i've learned a whole new set of experiences and new set of things to deal with because i've had to deal with stuff (laughs) as we all do because it's life and we have to overcome and adapt Yes.
0: That's just what we do. Okay. So, so what are your goals in in three to five and seven years for business, personal and health? Well, in the the next, what is it
1: in the next three to three to five years? You know, right now business is going good. I've like, it's, it's unbelievably booming. I'm like, stuff's getting dumped into my lap. Like there's no tomorrow. And I can't, I couldn't be more grateful. I'm like, I am blessed. I've been blessed and I appreciate this. And You know, I've since I've been with Sonia. You know, they didn't used to say grace when they sat down to a meal. They didn't used to hug. They didn't knew they didn't know how to say "I love you" to to each other. And I've I've brought them into that, and I've taught them that. And they didn't know how to hug, and I've brought those in. So these jobs Mm -hmm. that come up, so that's personal now.
0: It is personal. It's not business. It's personal. it, It
1: becomes personal. The whole because business be regardless of what you do your business is personal
0: okay
1: it affects your family it affects your life not just yours it affects your entire family not just your spouse maybe you're not married maybe you're just single maybe you're just the person okay but what about sisters and brothers and the rest of your family you know i've you you met my dad before he passed i did you met him briefly before he passed i so, did and it was probably about two months after you met him that he passed i did And you didn't know what I was going through at that time with the issues that we had going on in our lodge. And when you met him, you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize this is what was going on. And I kept to myself. I was to myself. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm dealing with what I have to deal with. I don't care about the rest of life. What I care about is my dad and being able to take care of him and making sure he's comfortable to the end of his, his life. And I did that. And you came to me as a brother when you saw, we, we scheduled a, one of our meetings, one of our things, and this, this all does tie into those three and five, that, three, uh, five and seven, three, yeah. five, and seven. It does. Yeah. Because in those years, what do we do for each other? You know, you, we had those meetings at my house when you met my dad and he was there, you know, we, we talked, had these discussions, Masonic discussions, open discussions with, you know, we've, we've, had to talk we had to understand and, and educate ourselves no one's going to educate us if you're not going to seek it uh as all masons know if if you don't if you're not going to see, you know, you're yeah. not going to reach out we're not going to look for it the door's not going to open now so, if you don't knock
0: nothing's going to happen so, so you've covered business and personal in three five and seven years what about your health my health you know,
1: that's the idea is to get back to uh, back into meditating more. And as much as I'd love to go back to the gym and go back to lifting weights and doing these things, mm-hmm. it's all great. But I'm 57 years old. You know, I've been been around the world twice the long way, and I've been beat up. I've you know you you know you've been through some hell in your life through the job your job. You know, you, we do stupid things. We survive, we overcome and adapt and we move forward. You know, maybe we have a drink to relieve some of the pain for a minute. Right. And that's okay. But <laughs> the pain, the pain just lets us know we're alive. So for me, the health part, you know, yeah, I'm going to have my, I'm going to have my beer, my whiskey with my brothers, with my family. I'm going to enjoy a cocktail now and again but i'm going to meditate i i focus when i get up one of my one of my routines in the morning i get up multiple times in the night just because i can't sleep i just can't sleep you know i'm up every two to three hours nothing normal nothing abnormal for me at this point in my life because it's it's happened in the past that same way so i get up in the mornings you know i uh I turn on YouTube and I watch, I'm in, I'm into digital currencies. So I watch YouTube. I watch these YouTube videos, cryptocurrencies, cryptocurrencies. They call them currencies. I'm changing my, my way of of thought on that. It's crypto assets. Okay. People look at currency like dollar bills and and this and that. Well, it's crypto assets. You want to be in the stock market. That's an asset. You're in the stock market. That's good for you. For me, I like crypto assets. I like the stuff. Where I'm at now, I've I've learned a lot in the last five years, and in, in that field, I've educated myself just by listening, opening my eyes, watching, paying attention, and and I and I'm in the top 10%. I'm in the top 5% of what's going on. So okay, that's part of my routine and part of my my Masonic muscle is like okay, I have to have some discipline. My discipline is guess what. I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm 57 years old. So guess what? Sometimes hey, it's tough to get up in the morning. Hey,
0: Jack Lane didn't care. Yeah. Jack Lane was a brother Mason and, he, and, he, and his Masonic muscle was strong. And he's like, and, and you, you just, you got it. Yeah. You just do yeah. it. It
1: doesn't matter. Get up yeah. and make your coffee. Yes. Take your aspirin, take whatever you got to take, do what you got to do. And you move forward, get going, you get going and move forward
0: through it. That's. That's it. So my last question for you, Ted, is going to be this. We'll, we'll end it on this. And this is a yes or no. And then the, the, then the next question, have you read Observing the Craft? Yes, I have. The, what did you take out of it?
1: My take is the very basics of human, I want to say, I want to say, I can't, you know, I want to say, uh, uh, how do, you, how do you express the fact that like, how should a man act? How should, because masonry is a brotherhood. So how should a man act? You know, we should act, we, we should always act just. We should always act upright. We should always be, uh, you know, observant of what we do and our, what's, what's around us and what's going on. We need to, and if there's something that's not right, we need to adjust. So some of the basic principles of life that I've learned even before I became a Mason, you know, just observing my grandfather and my uncle, um, you know, they they were Masons and I knew they were, but it didn't mean anything to me, but I just watched how they act, you know, they acted just, they communicated properly with each other, they didn't degrade anybody, they communicated and they you could see the look in their eye when you, when you would talk. They, they would talk to you. They would talk to you. They would talk to you, not speak so, at you. So but they, they were
0: they were observing yes. the craft. They were observing the craft. So Andrew Hammer, you know, when, when he wrote this book, Observing the Craft, he, he took a lot of heat. I don't even know if he's in masonry anymore. But this book, when it came out, and the Eight Steps of Excellence and all this, I mean, it, it created a sensation. And many brothers rejected it because... It was just too hard but you're what you're talking about right now is exactly what he was saying look someone in the eyes uh be manly observe the craft observe yourself observe your your actions be a man but i think that's what masonry is supposed to be teaching us right yeah correct so these are your takeaways. These are some of your takeaways from observing the crab when when you read it years ago, I left an impression on you.
1: Yeah, I've I've watched my grandfather interact with other people. Okay. I've watched him interact with my grandmother. My grandmother was a bitch. She would have a couple nice. of beers and it went south. <laughs> south fast. And <laughs> I got some stories about that that I'll tell you off the microphone. Yeah. And we can, can talk on yeah, the microphone. Yeah, yeah. So if you wanna you wanna <laughs> but, but going back, put it into the getting, podcast.
0: Getting back to your, you know, what did you get? What, what, what did you, you know, what did you get from observing the crowd when you read it? When you read it, I mean, and, and I know it was years ago. And I I know it's, that it, it it wasn't revolutionary. It was like, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs>
1: exactly to me that was like well duh i mean you that's how you that's how you act you know do you want a good job well okay dress appropriately yeah don't don't dress your best for life dress for dress just for the job you're trying to get yeah for the position what what are you trying to do in life are you do you want to be a thug okay put a hoodie on put a mask on and go act that way in the middle of the night? Or do you want to, I want to be an executive. I want to make a billion dollars. Okay, well, if you want to make a billion dollars, you're not going to get it from robbing somebody. You're going to get it by being smart. You're going to be by
0: education. You're going to get it by the knowledge that you've observed. Etiquette. etiquette. etiquette.
1: You've got to have some etiquette. Yeah. You have to have all. Chain of command.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect some... the Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's those yeah. little things in life. You know, my dad, even, you know, he, he went to work. He always had a tie on. He, in early on when I was a little kid, but later on, you know, where we live, it's hotter than hell. So, you know, summertime, you don't wear, you don't wear a tie. You know, you wear a button down shirt. You, you look decent. You look nice. You look presentable to the business casual. Correct. Yes. You know, sometimes, but when he first started business, he always wore a shirt and tie not a problem. Short sleeve or not. Right. I've got pictures of him in a tie in his store functioning as a business. That's how you presented yourself. Nowadays, uh, flip-flops, shorts, whatever, t-shirt, you know, people, people don't do that. And they're, they're missing out on a bigger thing because they think people are trying to push something down their throat when they're not.
0: Last question I want to ask you for tonight, because I think we've had a We've had an excellent conversation. You've had excellent answers. These are answers that you, you know you you come up from your own personal experience, what you've gone through, what you've observed, you've observed the craft. I just want to talk about one last thing, and that is the failure and everybody looks at it differently. You know when I was going when I was growing up uh, and, and I would start playing uh, physical sports. Uh, you know, failure, there was a definite, you know, distinction, definition. And I played baseball, football, basketball, and, and uh, you know, failure was, you, you idiot, what the hell are you doing? You're supposed to be over here, but you're over there, you, you're not, uh, you failed, go back there and do it again. You and you failed and you failed and you failed until you got it right. And then after a while, failure was not a negative, it was a positive. Whether you call it a failure, a problem, a challenge, or whatever. But back then, when I was growing up, there there was no such thing as a challenge. It was it was a problem and it was failure. That was it. Right. And then you had to get better. And if you didn't, you're going to be on the bench, not playing, or you're going to start playing. So, you know, failure is a part of life. Can you tell me when you failed and then rose from the ashes, bigger, better, and stronger from it? I, I can. You've read my response to your question,
1: and I don't. I I'm and I agree a hundred percent. But first, before let's let's toast to this one because this is a toast. The last question. Uh, we are drinking uh, Angel's Envy right now, and this is very delicious. Thank you, by the way. And thank you for the whiskey glass, skull and crossbones. It's, this is freaking awesome. Thank you, my brother. You're, you're like welcome. you're like you're like my brother for life. You I, I can be pissed off at you, and it doesn't freaking matter. You can be pissed off at me, it doesn't matter. We're Agreed. here together.
0: Agreed. And thank
1: you. very good whiskey, by the way. if you' are looking for something decent, go buy the angel's envy. Very good. I
0: agree and, and we are uh, we're not getting paid uh, we're just we bought That's it, good. I bought it, I heard about it and there you go. Angel's envy angel's go get envy it. you'll get some have a beer with it you know find something, find That's what great. you like and have
1: a good time. So my response on the on the you
0: know failure is failure. I' well, don't, enough. Well, you know, what, what? failure is part of life. Can you tell me when you failed and how you rose from the ashes you know, to get bigger, better, stronger, increasing your Masonic muscle? Okay, so you read my response.
1: I don't fail. I've never failed. It just means I've found a way not to do it, and I do believe that, and I've, I've been that way since I was a kid. It's like I've just, okay, it was... Maybe it wasn't the way that you liked or they liked or this person liked. And maybe they didn't get the results they wanted. But for me personally, okay, well, man, maybe it didn't work out as great as I wanted to. I, uh, but it would have worked out. I, 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 if I don't try, I'm, I'm on the firm belief
0: there, there is no try. You either do or you don't. Like you said. You You would have said there is no try you do or you don't, or you do not. There is no try. There's no try. So what do you want to do? I am
1: 110% on that one. So as a, as failure goes, you know, it's just another way of doing something. It just didn't work out the best way possible. There's a thousand ways, 10,000 ways, a billion ways to do something. Okay. You have to keep trying. You have not try, but you have to, Okay, let's let's go through each of these ways until I find the best one. I was in construction, and in my notes here, uh, one of the questions you asked was like, uh, "How do you how do you start something?" And um, it was in construction. On one of your questions here, uh, with a buddy that I worked with, um, we were doing a roof. You know, you, there's a bigger picture here. Gotcha. Okay you can do it any way you want i see that here's i'm going to give you a picture an architect gives you a picture okay um yeah i want to say it was uh uh, yeah number four okay okay one of the challenges in life okay but an an architect let's take the architect as in in masonry we have the great architect okay he's going to give you a picture now all you have is a picture I'm going to give you this picture and I'm going to say, this is what I want, but uh, the, the, actually there is literally no, but it's like, there's no, but there's no, but can you, no. I, this is what I want. Can you just do it? Okay. It's for me as the carpenter to build that is there is there an issue every step of the way. There's always an issue. There's always something But one of my buddies, the guy that I worked for that taught me a lot in construction, uh, Brian Potter, great friend of mine, brother of mine, he's freaking out do I do anything for him. You know, he's up in Wyoming now. And he could call me today. And guess what? I would throw a shovel in the back of my truck and head up there. Gotcha. That's how it'd be. Gotcha. So um, we got to this roof. We I, I we've I've built very large houses. I've built very custom houses. I built roofs with multiple pitches. So you have a 12, 12 into a eight, 12, into a 10, 12, multiple hips, multiple valleys. So anybody in construction knows what I'm talking about. So you get this picture and you see the designs, the plans, and you're looking at them. And you're like, there's no way that this picture looks like what these plans say. So as a failure goes, there's no failure. It's like, okay, here it is. Let's just do it and see what happens. We jump in and we, we went to work and my buddy, Brian, my, my, my brother, Brian, you know, he's not a Mason. He is, he is not a Mason. Just everybody knows. So he's like, you know, don't, don't look at it. Don't look at the bigger picture. You just have to start. We, we not, not you have to start, but we have to start. We, have to, we, we just have to start in this spot. We're going to start here because one roof has to come down partway before the second roof can come into it. And you have to do overframe after overframe after overframe. You have to do, there's multiple steps involved. And all those multiple steps, and there could be two or there could be 20. It doesn't matter. You just have to start someplace and go. It doesn't matter. So the failure part is like, there is no failure in that. It's like, where do you want to start? Let's start at the top and work our way down. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. Can he would, he would he would tell me he's like, okay, he, he, he'd been building for a long time and he knew better ways, faster ways to do things. And he would say, okay, instead of making pulling your tape measure out, you're not failing because I can do this five minutes faster than you. That's not a failure. It's just, you don't know how to do that. Like I know how to do it, that I've experienced. So let me impart my experience on you. So there is no, you know, so you understand just, and it wasn't so much, no, just let me not, I'm not going to explain it to you. Just do what I tell you to do. And when it's done, you'll see, you'll see the end result. And then if anybody in the right, of my, right, right state of mind should know, they should, oh, I get it. I got it. I see how that works. You, but you can't, you can ask a question, but sometimes the best question is never asked. If you wait, <laughs> if you sit there and wait, someone is going to ask a question, the one that you were just thinking of, or And another person, they're going to keep asking and they're going to hound. So if you don't ask, just wait. The people that are teaching you are going to tell you. They're going to give you the answer that you're asking. (laughs) You have to wait. So there literally is no failure in life. The only failure is what you want it to be. If you want it to be a failure, if you think failure is a word, then okay, fail. Or whatever that means to you, then that's what it is. You know, just like a masonry, you know, we have to, we don't fail. Okay. Maybe that didn't work, but that was, a, it didn't work with you guys or these guys or this one person, but maybe it worked with these other people. Maybe I can do this, this type of person, personality, it worked there, but not over here. And I have to keep, I have to retain all that stuff. We have to retain that. And we have to be able to jump in on that knowledge and throw it back out there at the appropriate time but we have to listen to each other on top of that. I've got to listen to you. You need to listen to me. My experiences are way different than your experiences and yours are like, you're a prison guard. I was an air force guy, an ammo troop that blew stuff up. You know, I worked with explosives and I'm in construction. So
0: I knew there's an order. So on that note, to finish this off, this has been a great, uh, this has been a great episode, a great interview. And let's finish it off on, on a positive note. Right? So, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Sorry about that. We're just taking a drink there. Yes, yes, we are. That was delicious. Too, We're going to finish this off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Angels Envy is, is hey, good, guys. So, anybody... Good. Anybody (laughs) thinking about uh, uh, trying this out, we highly encourage you to try it out. Also, we've been drinking, uh, what is this? Coachella Valley Brewing Company, the Mexican-style lager. And I said that was racist. Uh, Mexican-style lager. Why does it have to be Mexican-style lager? Because we know... Mexican
1: beer is better than American beer. Well,
0: so there's differing opinions. But let's finish this. Let's finish this episode, this interview with this. We have talked about many many different things. We have talked about leadership. We have talked about a chain of command. We have talked about uh, uh, masonry, Masonic muscle, and and everything in between. But let's finish it off with this, and that is that when things open up and they're beginning to open up, Freemasonry is definitely, definitely in for the fight of its life. We've been locked down for like 15 months or something like that. If you're thinking that if, if, you know, now we're good, we're going to come back and everything's going to be all dandy, you're wrong. You're wrong. The only way we can get to the other side is by being truthful with each other. And the chain of command has to be more truthful with one another. So on behalf of Masonic Muscle and on behalf of TNT General Contracting that has sponsored this program and Ted Parker, thank you. You have any closing comments? You know,
1: thank you for letting me do this with you for you for me for us as for masonry um this is been like a great pleasure and a great honor to be able to sit here with you and have this conversation and it's opened my eyes even more your questions blew me away they were phenomenal the questions were perfect and we all have to open up and and you're right it's going to be a struggle if you're not willing to stand up and not willing to be truthful, you know,
0: maybe it's not for you, you know. Okay. And there you go. This is Masonic Muscle. We are strengthening your fortitude. That's what we're about. One of the four cardinal virtues, temperance, fortitude, prudence, and justice. And if we don't strengthen your fortitude, which is that's what it's about, fortitude, right? Then we're not doing our job. So until the next time we meet, go have a good rest of June. And until we meet again, Masonic Muscle. Good. Good. Good.